the Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. If you know what to do, but can't figure out why you're just not doing it, this is the right podcast for you. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to think and eat like a normal eater, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) In honor of this holiday and the fact that my middle name is Valentine, I thought I would record a podcast called How to Fall in Love with You. Sounds a little bit hokey, maybe a little bit woo-woo, but a lot of times this needs a closer look because it's very normal that if you are on a weight loss journey, especially if you've been struggling for years to get down to your goal weight, maybe you've been successful in some regards, maybe you haven't, maybe it's a mixed bag. But a lot of times over time, what can happen is we get, we sort of build up this resentment with us and we take on, we internalize society's sort of negative attitudes toward carrying extra weight and we turn them in on ourselves. And usually that's just a habit left over from some way that we made sense of the messages we got when we were younger. Like if somebody noticed that your weight was bigger than other siblings or other friends your age, you know, it's very common to have your sort of childlike mind explain that by saying there's something wrong with me. And when we think there's something wrong with us, we sort of withhold our own loving kindness and unconditional self-acceptance from ourselves. We, and what that means is we start to live this conditional life. Like I will really love myself and accept myself when I get to the weight that I'm supposed to be the right weight. And by extension, we, we turn this in on our projections about our relationships as well. You know, I'll finally be loved the way I'm meant to be loved, or maybe be seen the way I'm meant to be seen when I'm at goal weight. But until then I'm kind of hiding from the world and I'm kind of hiding from myself. And it's very paradoxical too, because, you know, the brain is a funny thing because a lot of my clients and a lot of the, the members, um, at, in no BS, I, I hear them say things like, um, I'm starting to lose weight and people are starting to notice. And I hate when they comment about it, they'll, they'll be very resentful. Like, um, you know, if why are you paying attention to me now? Why are you giving me positive attention now when before I was like invisible to you? So they get really resentful of it. So they kind of hold people at arm's length. And then when people do start to pay attention, we sort of recoil from it. And it's all, it all makes sense, right? Because it's all conditional. It has nothing to do with unconditional love. Because if you believed you were unconditionally lovable, you would never question people's love for you. If they showed you anything different than love, you would just be confused. So just a quick few tips from me 
about how to either boost your self-love, your intimate sort of acceptance and unconditional positive self-regard of yourself. We could all use some juice on this, don't you think? I mean, why not? There is no downside to just loving yourself a little bit more. Um, We thrive under loving kindness from others, and we also thrive under loving kindness from ourselves. We just don't always know how to do it. And so I read this amazing book that I'm going to recommend that you read if you're really struggling with self-love, if you have some sort of self-loathing stuff that happens, if you have a really shrill and harsh inner voice, if you're really hard on yourself, if you kind of beat yourself up or, um, I don't know, your performance in any area of your life, um, I recommend that you read the book. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant. And he tells a very touching story about how he went from like the depths of depression to a very wonderful, new, healthy, loving relationship with himself. And he just started with very simple um, exercises that he did. I recommend that you read the book because I don't remember all of them kind of off the cuff. But if a couple stick out that I want to offer to you. The first one is <clears throat> that every time he would pass a mirror, he would stop and he would really look himself in the face, look himself in the eyes and really try to see himself. And he would just say, I love you. Now that repeated over time, you can imagine how many times you see yourself in the mirror. I mean, at least twice a day, right? When you brush your teeth, if not more, when you look in the rearview mirror, when you're backing up your car, <laughs> when you see your reflection on the street, you don't have to say it out loud. You can just say it to yourself. You can just kind of like squeeze your own fingers together, just to acknowledge it and just say, like, give yourself some love. For me, what brings it to mind is like the image of a little seedling, like trying to grow and it just sort of growing up toward the sun. Um, If it was droopy because it was dry in the soil, watering it and and you know how the, the little seedling just kind of straightens up again. This is how inner you responds to your own loving kindness. It's a validation to be seen by you. I mean, so much of our efforts go unnoticed and unseen by everyone. But we see ourselves. We know what we've been doing. And when you stop to like acknowledge and just just say that like, hey, I love you. You gotta just say, I love you. 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 And you say it over and over and over again until it just feels like good. Not weird, not awkward, just good. Um, the other thing that you can do that he recommends is to sometimes, well, he talks about an exercise of writing yourself a letter of forgiveness because A lot of times he found what happened was 
in his quest to kind of more fully love himself, he noticed that he was holding grudges and agendas, like holding his love hostage because he was judging himself for things that he had done, how he had let himself down, how he had let other people down, you know, and he just didn't feel lovable because of that. And so in this case, self-forgiveness can really set ourselves free. So it's, it's a, it's an exercise in which if you can just give yourself some time alone, um, I gave myself about an hour and I brought a box of Kleenex, uh, into the room and several sheets of paper. I wrote it, hand write it if you can, please. And you just write, I forgive myself for, and I just started with my oldest memory of something that I just didn't like that I had did or said. And you just keep writing that same sentence. I forgive myself for, and you just name the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And when you write, I forgive myself for, I want you to say it out loud as you write it too. So you get that auditory feedback as well. And I just want you to try to keep your heart open to being forgiven in that exercise for each memory that you carry releasing yourself from the bondage of judgment and being willing to release that from yourself. You can just think about this as like the time has come to stop carrying such a heavy load. The past is gone. It literally doesn't exist anymore. You can't go back to it. And the only way that we can go back to it is in the now time by how we choose to think about it. And if we use those same judgments, we still hold ourselves tethered to those negative emotions and those negative memories. And that's just a choice. So I really recommend if you feel like you hold yourself hostage with your own judgments about what you've done, mistakes you've made, things you've said, that you wish didn't happen, write the letter of forgiveness and you write until there's literally nothing left to forgive. And then at the end, when you put your pen down, I just want you to allow that release, you know, through the whole thing, if necessary, just allow it all to release you're not like judging yourself again. You're releasing yourself from the bondage of the judgment. And, and then at the end, um, I can't recall if Kamal says this in his description of the exercise, but for me, um, I just said to myself and I wrote at the end, all of these judgments are forgiven. All of these acts are forgiven. All of these words are forgiven. Okay. So this is you forgiving you and just keep it to that. Okay. Um, and then what you can do is in a safe place, you can destroy the paper. If you're in a safe place where you can burn it, do that, but please be very careful. <laughs> Use common sense, but the act of burning it really does sort of 
it's it's very ritualistic and cathartic, I think. And, you know, you, you just get to believe that it's done. Those attachments are gone and you just get to make a fresh start with yourself. You know, if you've ever asked for forgiveness from someone else, you know that if they've been willing to give you their forgiveness, especially in that case, that feeling of tremendous relief and hope that springs from that, that things can be different and that we can use these experiences, even if they're forgiven, to drive our values about the person we just choose to be right now. And in each moment that comes. So this exercise of forgiveness can make you falling in love with yourself a little bit easier. Um, There's other things you can do too. One can be like (laughs) self-hugging. I don't always recommend this in, in public, but you know, If you spend some time alone and you don't have much like physical contact with somebody else, then this can be really helpful. Uh, I used to do it in bed when I spent a lot of time by myself years ago, I would just hug myself and just be like, love you. Just give yourself like the biggest hug. It is very comforting and very sweet and very loving. Um, there's a lot of other things you can do too. You can, um, when you look into a full size mirror, you can send love to your body too. And you can just start with parts of you that feel maybe easier to love maybe than others. You can start with, you know, maybe your hands, maybe your ankles, (laughs) maybe, um, your arms that held your babies you know, and your legs that have carried you your, your whole life. Um, whether you're able-bodied or not. Okay. That goes without saying we, we have a vessel, we have our meat suit, as I like to say, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And the one thing that's true about all of us is that we have a body and that body is able to be loved no matter what size it is, what its capacity is, or what its shape is, what its color is. any of it. Um, Sending your body unconditional acceptance and love and um, tokens of physical, you know, expressions of your love for it will really release any kind of over time, some agendas for, you know, what we've told ourselves we should be. I mean, why people with curly hair think they should have straight or straight hair think that they should have curly. It's sort of one of the mysteries of life, right? But instead of focusing on what we wish we had that we don't, if we focus on what we appreciate that we do have, that always creates space for more to come in, um, more love, more acceptance, all of that. And, you know, I'll just keep the self-love tips at that. I really recommend you buy the book, read the book. Um, I think that our society right now is in desperate need of tokens of affection, unconditional love, acts of kindness, things like this. And we can't change the world, but we can start with ourselves. And when we show up 
you know, sort of fortifying ourselves with our own self-compassion and self-acceptance and self-love, we just do show up in the world and make it a more loving place just by the act of loving ourselves. And so my Valentine's day message to you is that I do love you. Um, I have such affection for anybody who does this kind of deep work. I feel like it's my mission in life to have deep conversations <laughs> and I really appreciate you tuning in to my podcast and my message. I really, really appreciate you. And, um, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's day. Um, one last tip before we go is to make yourself a Valentine. Can you write a Valentine to yourself about how much you do love you? Think about the Valentines that you've written in your life and how expressing love for somebody feels really good. It feels amazing and exciting. And um, maybe you've never done that for yourself. I think this year is the year. Make it pretty, make it sweet, make it vulnerable, make it really like true, you know? Um, okay. Have a very loving, beautiful Valentine's week. And I'll talk to you next time. Stay focused and so long. Hey, if this episode resonated for you, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's H-B-E-A-R-D-S-L-E-Y.com forward slash subscribe and get on the list. You'll get a free gift, periodic coaching, plus advance notice of in-person events and workshops.